Okay, the Unicorn Jordan G is going to be joining me today. Uh, I thought maybe we were going to wait until Mon till, uh, Tuesday to possibly get go over the trade deadline stuff. But enough trades have happened where I think it warrants a new podcast. Jordan will be joining me today and tomorrow uh, to go over all the trades that are going to go down, the trades that have already went down. Let's get started with today's. We're going to go over a little bit of the Yankees, and then we're going to get into the trades. And we're back with the unicorn. Jordan G is with us once again. And we have to talk about my beloved New York Yankees. And I put out a podcast yesterday, small one, quickly. It wasn't very long at all. But I was stressing the importance of yesterday's game because I thought the trade deadline decisions might be influenced by yesterday's game, because if they had won, they would have beaten Baltimore two out of three, gained some ground, and I thought they would start be you know be a buyer. They got their butts kicked instead, and now I'm actually hearing rumors that they might not be buyers anymore. They might be sellers. Exactly what I thought. What do you think their mindset is right now? Uh, to be honest, I don't know where their mindset is. Even after listening to Aaron Boone's press conference, I don't think he knows. <laughs> after saying ye- yesterday, which I don't know what game he's watching, but he said that he thought the hitters put up tough at bats. I mean, 18 strikeouts in one game proves otherwise that I don't think they put tough at bats, <laughs> but yep. it, it's it's really kind of hard because I've actually been looking up on reporters and different people. Uh, according to John Heeman, the Yankees are looking for a left fielder, a catcher, and a third baseman. But in my opinion, I think it's too late. Did you, uh, and, you know, Randall Gridgick, a guy who they've been linked to, is already off the, the board. He went he – got, he got traded last night, I, I think at 10 o'clock when, when the game started. He, yep. he got traded. Cody Bellinger is now off the market, and the Cubs are actually going to be more buyers now than sellers because they are four games behind the Cincinnati Reds in the division. And, and San Diego is another one who I'm hearing is now they're going to go for it. They're not going to be selling off their pieces either. Yes, exactly. And now also the – and me and you talked about this in a previous podcast. Nolan Arenado is now off of the market. So I don't see any more options for the New York Yankees. They are trying to play the waiting game, and it's not – working out for them at all these guys yeah, are getting i don't far... I, I think they're getting they're getting caught up in the way things used to be where it was a mad rush at the actual deadline like they're whatever move they make if they make anything will be tomorrow at like 4 p.m you watch the deadline's at six because that's how they do things 
they, they're not realizing that things have changed a little bit. And people are going into this deadline a lot sooner than before. And they're getting stuck holding the bag here. Like they, they got nothing. Like you said, there's no options left. But even if there are, they might be blowing a little about this because I got a feeling that they're not going to do anything. Nothing. Yeah, and I, I'm with you 100%. And I'm I've, talking even if these guys were do anything. It, no, I, I honestly don't think that they're going to do that at all. And that, if you're a Yankee fan, that scares me because now the teams that are in contention are getting better. We talked about the Angels getting their pieces, the I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it later. The Rangers out of yep. nowhere are getting better. There's rumors now that the Houston Astros are talking to the Mets about Justin Verlander. Yep. I mean, and, yep. there's, and there's reports that Baltimore is talking to St. Louis. The Red Sox are talking to St. Louis. And sure, you are three and a half games out of the wild card, but the teams that are behind you are starting to get a little bit better. And, and they still got to jump a bunch of teams. It, yeah. <laughs> you, know, turn, you know, they still have to pass. If, if I looked at it correctly at the standings, they got past, I believe, the Red Sox, the Toronto Blue Jays. And they, I think they're what, maybe a game above the Angels who – who knows what they're gonna do because they're yeah. gonna try they're gonna try to make Otani happy and they're getting Mike Trout back. I heard this from uh um while watching uh High Heat on the MOB network. Mike Trout's coming back in a week. Oh well so. yeah, I mean I, see I I know Judge had just come off the D, the IL, but I hate this this whole theory that they have too of easing everybody back in no matter how important a game is they're going to give guys days off and stuff and I remember when Stanton came back he played one game and the next day he was off was that and the fact yeah. that Judge DH'd on Friday played the field on Friday you're trying to tell on Saturday you're trying to tell me he couldn't have DH yesterday that's ridiculous in one of the most important games of the year, in my opinion, that's what I said yesterday on the pod, was, in my opinion, that game could shape the entire rest of the season on that one game, and you're going to sit Aaron Judge. Yeah, and I don't know – I don't know what the mindset is. I, you know uh, – I understand you, know, you want to make sure he stays healthy. I understand all that, but you DH him – and then maybe you, you go for it a little bit at the trade deadline. And then, you know, Tuesday night at the trade deadline, uh, is it, once it's over, then maybe sit, then maybe rest them. But for right now, you got to win some games and get in a better position. And they, they lost that opportunity yesterday. No, absolutely. And I think it has to do with the atmosphere. And I, and I will – I would tell you that I went to the I went to the the ball game yesterday um, or a couple of days ago when they played the New York Mets 
and Verlander was on the mound, and there's no life in these Yankees hitters. There's absolutely like you look at the you look at the dugouts, it's night and day. The the New York Mets were up to bat, and every player is not sitting down. They're all over the bench. They're right there. They're cheering on their teammate. And then the Yankees are up to bat, and it's like, yeah, we're the Colorado Rockies, and we're like, yeah, you know what? We'll give up. You know, and I think is it has to do with leadership. And for me, there's no leadership. You have you have a cheerleader as a manager. I'm going to say a cheerleader as a manager who has who's been manager for what six years and nothing has happened. You have his friend as a hitting coach. Who has right. well, no, again well, no experience, and I think it you need that. But according to Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone's our guy for the next how forever. many years? Well, the thing is, be- I have absolutely no problem with Boone. I don't care if he gets fired or stays because I don't think there's any difference on whoever they get because they're going to get another Aaron Boone clone if they get rid of Aaron Boone. They're going to get another cheerleader. They're going to get another guy who listens to all their analytics. They're going to get another guy who listens to the uh, doesn't make any real decisions and is just good with the media. And that's all they're looking for. So if it's Boone or somebody else, it's not going to matter. It's going to be the same exact thing. That's why I never get on Boone. I never complain about Boone because I honestly don't think there's a sliver of difference if you get anybody else. They're not going to get some old school, strong-minded manager. That's not what they're interested in, and that's not what they're looking for. So they might as well just keep Boone, and I'm fine with it. Because if that's the case, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I I agree. But I think after being in this position for so long, I mean, I they – Hal's got to even open up his eyes and be like, dude, when, when's enough enough? <laughs> like, at, at this point, you probably have a better shot of, you know, New York teams, you have a better shot of the New York Mets who are possibly yeah. sellers winning the World Series than the New York Yankees. <laughs> I agree, but uh, again, I, I still stand firm with that. There, there, it's, not, it's never going to be enough enough because this is, this is who they want. Aaron Boone acts exactly the way they want. They don't want anybody else. They don't want somebody to change it up because this is what they want. The way that Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, the way that Aaron Boone does the job is the way they want the job done. And all they're going to do is get somebody else to do the exact same thing that Boone's doing. So it's not going to matter. So I don't think the manager's going anywhere. I don't think the, when the GMs definitely not going anywhere, they might do it for the sake for the sake of the fans or whatever. And like I said, I don't care if he loses his job or not. But I'm just telling you, whoever they bring in is going to be do the exact same thing. I'm telling you, it's going to be no different. It's going to be no different. All right. Well, that's the Yankees. They really disappointed me yesterday. If they lose tonight without making a, a deal, and they go into tomorrow on a two-game losing streak, just losing to Baltimore and Tampa, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they start selling some pieces instead of buy, buying anything. Or or just not doing anything at all. I mean, yeah, I agree. And, and even if uh, they win tonight, even if they win tonight, I could still see them doing that. Yeah, because I, I don't think in the last couple of years they really haven't done anything. Uh, last year they got, what, Andrew Benintendi. They got Bader. Um, and in the last couple of years, they really didn't get another piece for them. They got maybe some pieces of a guy you never heard of. And, yeah, yeah. this year, I just it, – it's just I, – I believe the whole – AL is going to get better, and the New York Yankees are just not, not – they're not going to do anything. They're, there's, I agree. I, 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 agree. I, I would be shocked if they actually make a big deal to help Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Like, I could – yeah, exactly. I could see them doing a couple little things that isn't, like, you know, pretty insignificant, no big deal things. But in terms of any impact players for this year – Nah, I don't think so. But we'll see. You never know. We could be wrong, of course. But I, I don't know. There's still only what three, three and a half back of the wild card. Three. Yes, the uh, right behind the uh, Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean that's definitely within striking distance. Well, I don't know, but either way, like you said, there's not too many available, which is what we're going to touch on in the next segment. We'll talk about. Who has been traded? The moves that ha- that have been made so far. It is Monday, first. No, August, July thirty first, and uh, we are on the precipice of the trade deadline tomorrow. Let's talk about the deals that were done so far when we come right back. Okay, and we're back. I've been saying this whole time that this podcast, yes. It is Yankee-centric when we're talking about baseball. But we are going to talk about the whole sport, especially as the Yankees fall flat on their face more and more. So let's get into the deals that have been done. I'm going to go back to the 20 – yeah, about the the 26th, which is when Dylan Floro got traded from the Marlins to the Twins. They got Jorge Lopez. That's not a – significant deal. I don't think that's going to make a big difference for either one of them. Um, the Dodgers getting Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario is interesting, and they got um, the Guardians got back Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard's pretty much cooked, though, right? He's done. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's not the old Syndergaard. Um, and he yeah, hasn't I been do, for a while. Yeah, no, I think since he left the Mets, really, he, he really hasn't been the same i actually think he was actually down in the minors when this was when this deal was made i believe yep. he was set down to the minors but also i'm in rosario is also not kind of lighting the world on fire either yeah but i could see the dodgers using him more as maybe like of a chris taylor type guy because he can't play shortstop he can't play left. and he can run he could yeah. run too yeah and and so you know if you ever need some guy has a day off, you know, he could fit in. Um, it is what they're looking for in a righty bat that um, they desperately need. But I'm in Rosario, you know, if he gets going, he could be a steal for the Los Angeles Dodgers um, if played right. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, the Angels got Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox for minor leaguers Kai Bush and Edgar Cuero. Obviously, we don't need to talk about anybody else except for Giolito going to the Angels. I don't know how much of an upgrade this is. I am, I've been down on Giolito lately the last couple of years. Um, he's like he's like a number three or four starter to me. And uh, when he's bad, he's as bad as it gets. But he can also turn on. He gets a lot of strikeouts. Um, so this can definitely work for the Angels. But it could also definitely not be that significant at all. And I can see them, if they make the playoffs, not even starting him if he's going through a bad stretch. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But I, I don't think this is really a deal for to try and make – see if he's good or bad. I actually think this is a deal to be like, hey, Otani, you know, you're a free agent. We can make a run if you want to stay. We can show you, hey, we're committed to winning. Um, yes. Which, like you said, yeah, if he if he's on, he's on. I think he pitched yesterday, gave up, I think, maybe five hits and two earned runs and five innings pitch. So it's not terrible, but – I think this is more to show show a like. Listen, you want to? We want you to stay. You want to win. We're putting two and two together, and we're gonna show you. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna win and try to get you to the playoffs. All right, moving on. July twenty seventh, Carlos Santana to the from the Brewers to the Pirates for Johnny Severino. I'm just gonna skip right over that because that doesn't really mean much for us, and also I don't think. An impact trade really at all. Okay, then the surprising one, the Marlins getting David Robertson. Kind of crazy to me. The one guy that I thought the, the, the Mets were not going to trade was going to be Robertson. And uh, now they don't have a closer, and that was the signal of them basically waving the white flag. We're giving up. Yeah, and I'm surprised they actually did it in their own division. That's another Which, thing that's weird. But the thing is, I, I think we mentioned this before. I don't, I, I don't think that's a thing anymore. I know back in the day, you didn't want to trade within your division. You didn't want to trade within your city, like the Yankees and Mets and Cubs and White Sox. Like they didn't want to do that in, back in the day. I don't think it matters as, as much anymore. They're just looking for the best deal. And if that was the best deal, then it's in the division, then so be it. I don't, I just don't think it matters as much. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, certain GMs, certain owners who are still feel that way, but I'm thinking more and more that there's there's more and more people that are not that don't feel that way, that are getting into the game, and I'm gonna I think we're gonna see that go away pretty much uh, for good in a few years time. Um, Robertson to the Marlins. I mean, the Marlins, they're also trying to make a run. I don't think they're going to make it, but he helps. That's for sure. He definitely does. And they got rid of Floro, who was their old closer, and he's definitely an upgrade from Floro. So the Marlins, you know, they're not going crazy with the crazy moves, but they solidified the back of the bullpen, and I guess they're going to see what happens. Yeah, and especially the young talent that they have. You know, uh, Jazz Chisholm, probably the franchise player. Uh, you got the second baseman, um, Arias from uh, Minnesota. Yep. Um, 
Hey, even uh, their first baseman, uh, Garrett Cooper, he's actually playing really well. And um, also is Jorge Soler, who yep, said yep. that's a surprising move when he signed them. And to bring in a guy like Robinson, who pitches really well, it like you said, it's a big upgrade for them. You know, the starting well, he, pitch- he, he's like having a renaissance, a little bit of a renaissance in his career. I mean, he's getting older, and this is one of his best years. Yeah, and I think that's why Miami, you know, they they're gonna play the uh, what like what's the word I'm looking for? Like the what if card. You know, if he's good, he's good. If he's bad, then hey, you know what? We took a chance, and right. Know. But there's no reason to think he's gonna be bad. I mean, he's been good all year, so I think they'll, they're gonna be happy with what they get. It's just a matter of I don't know if they've got enough to really be contenders for the wild card. I think they're still gonna fall short. But it's nice to see they're not just sitting on their hands. And let's see what else they do if they do anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then we got the Dodgers getting Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, um, a bunch of minor leaguers in return for the White Sox. Um, Well, Trace Thompson was one of them. But the only significant player I see here is Lance Lynn. And he is just a disaster this year. So I don't know what the Dodgers are thinking. Maybe they, they're going to put a little Dodger elixir, a little Dodger potion on him, and hopefully they're going to get him fixed because he is a disaster. Yeah, this one kind of got me confused. I mean, Isn't his ERA you... around seven? Yeah, it's close to that. <laughs> I mean, come um, on. Like I said, the, the Dodgers do really well with pitching, though, and maybe they, they just think that they can they can fix them. Yeah, I mean, probably a change of scenery. Like, you know, yeah. you, you watch the White Sox. It was kind of wasn't motivated, but to go to a team who is motivated to win every single year might help out Lance Land. He's playing for a contender. He wants to play for a contender. Yep. So maybe this will, yeah, like you said, maybe the Dodgers probably could look at something, fix what he's doing, and maybe he could be back to what he was before. I agree. Okay, then the 28th, the Astros got Kendall Grafman uh, for a minor league catcher. I don't think that's a significant move, really. Kendall Graveman's well past his prime. So we're going to move to the 29th, which is the Scherzer trade. If the Mets weren't given up after this, they definitely were, obviously. Um, I think it had to do with his comments the night before. Do you know what he said, and do you think the same thing? I do, just because, you know, you could tell Berlander was, or Scherzer, sorry, was really mad. You know, he, you know, but, um, yeah, he was trying to contain himself. He was just like, I need to talk to them or whatever. But you can read, read the underlying theme there. He was not happy. Yeah. Well, I created Robertson. He was mad that they're, that, you know, pretty much signifies that they're giving up. And, you know, he knows the clock is ticking on his career. And so I think when he went up there to, to find out what was going on, um, he didn't like what they told him. They probably told him that, yeah, this year we're not really going to do much. We're going to sell off some pieces and try to go for it again next year. And he probably wants to try to get something done this year still. So uh, the trade happened there. 
Yeah, and which which was surprising because I wasn't expecting that to happen. Like there was no news on this whatsoever. No, I th- it moved very quickly. Yeah, and it, like, it happened so fast, and it's like it was whoa, like a quick like, rumor like, that maybe this was going to happen, and then like the next, like a half hour later, it was like this is close to being done, and just a few minutes after that, it was done. Yeah, and I think it was. Like I said, like they did upon uh, um, agree upon a, a deal. Obviously, Scherzer had to approve it, which he did. And yep. Texas does give him a favor to win. Avaldi uh, himself, uh, Seager, Simeon, they're all good. And they got, I think yeah, they got a good squad over there. They're playing really yeah. well, and, and, and they did very well in our predictions too that we were making. We were both really high on Texas, and now they got Scherzer. Yeah, and there's also one of those deals, too, that if Texas, let's say, just comes short, they also have next year with a health with a full year of Scherzer, uh, Nathan Ovaldi, and then hopefully they can have uh, Jacob deGrom. Help well, I don't know. DeGrom, as well. I could see deGrom being done. I could see him not even coming back. I could see him retiring. But you know what? If if he doesn't, maybe they can give him a reduced role. Maybe he can go into the bullpen. Maybe that's something. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. he can't, the guy can't stay healthy at this point. He's got to be really frustrated because it's just year after year after year. He's missed a significant time. And now this mm-hmm. is the biggest injury yet. He's 30, what, 34, 35? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and, I think 34. Yeah, but he'll be back at 35, and he's going to, you know, usually it takes some time after that. It usually takes another full season after that to really get back to the way you were, and that's going to bring him all the way to 2025. Yeah. And we'll have yeah, to see. We'll have yeah. to see. Um, you never know. You don't want to count these guys out completely, but there's definitely question marks with him, but he basically Scherzer basically just takes the place of Degrom. Yeah, and that that pitching staff is great. Like yeah. even guys who are not who were on other clubs were at least at least three, four, five in the rotation. Like John yep. Gray was yep. the a fifth person in Colorado. Nathan Avaldi on all the teams he was on. Boston, Yankees, Miami. He was always second or third, and now he's kind of maybe the first right yeah. now. And you got to put him for number one right now because Scherzer has not had a spectacular year. He's had an okay year, but he's been yeah. up and down. I would definitely take Ivaldi uh, over him right now. Yeah, and then but like if they both of these guys, but if Scherzer could get back to where he was, with I will probably say the Washington Nationals. This is obviously a steal, and this actually helps him out a lot. I agree. So the Mets got back uh, Ronald Acuna, or Ronald Acuna's brother, um, but he's, you know, minor leaguer. He's really fast. He has a lot of steals, and maybe he can help the Mets starting next year because he is in double-A now, so he might be able to make the jump next year, even if he starts maybe in triple-A and gets up by, like, June or something of next year, and he can uh, solidify their infield a little bit. But uh, that's for down the line. So let's just move on. Blue Jays got Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals for a couple minor leaguers. 
Jordan Nix is okay. I nothing special, but they, you know they got Jordan Romano just went on the on the IL. They're closer, so I'm thinking Hicks can fill in for now, and then Romano will get the closer job back, and then they have Hicks for the eighth. So he's a solid piece, but he's nothing crazy. Um, I'm gonna move on. July 30th, the Rangers once again get Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton from the Cardinals. A bunch of minor leaguers. So now the Rangers have Montgomery added to that rotation that we were just talking about. Montgomery is a solid pitcher. He's not a star. He's not a Cy Young contender or anything, but he gets his innings and he'll give you some really good, good quality starts as well. I, I really like this pickup for them. Yeah, and like you said, he's been solid, and he's been solid ever since the Yankees traded him. Like, this was a guy who... Well, you remember last year when they traded him, he... Sorry to interrupt. Uh, they, they, he was going off when they first got him. He was, like, the best pitcher in baseball for, like, the first month after they traded him, which was crazy. Yeah, and he's still... I mean, he's not living up to what he did uh, uh, last year, but he's still doing really, really well. And yeah, you could put that as a one, two, three of of Baldy, Scherzer, Montgomery, and then John Gray right after. It's like it that's kind of scary. And these are not yeah. even aces. Well, yeah. maybe Scherzer, but like other than that, the rest of the guy are not aces. Now and- Chris Chris Stratton came up with some some uh, steam for a little while when he first came up came up, but he's really lost a lot of the, of it. And he's kind of fall off in my eyes. I don't see him as a huge piece. What do you think of Chris Stratton? Um, I'm not really worried because I know Stratton, like you said, Stratton's probably has fallen down a little bit. But maybe I, I kind of go back with Lance Lynn. Maybe like a different philosophy. I mean, they do have a good uh, pitching coach uh he's been helping out a lot and you know because look what he's done with uh chapman chapman's come to the the rangers and he's actually been pretty solid um you know he's actually throwing back like i think the other day he was throwing like 104 103 miles per hour back to the old chapman when he was with the cincinnati reds so i i believe like maybe like we said a change of scenery could help him out and maybe be um, a piece for for Chapman uh, to you know maybe like a eighth ninth inning uh, type thing. Yeah, um, I can see but, that. But yeah, like I said, like if he if he could just find his groove again, I I don't see any worries with him. Right, and if a, not, if not, right it's, it's not a big deal to like you know to DFAM or whatever you need to do. Um, but, all right, let's move on. Uh, July 30th, the Braves got N- Nicky Lopez. I'm not going to get into that. I mean, that's, he's, he's an okay guy. He's a good uh, utility guy. Nothing crazy. Though. I don't think he impacts them too, too greatly. So we moved to the 30th again. Um, the Angels get CJ Crone and Randall Grichuk. You touched on this a little bit in the last segment. Uh, the Yankees were very high on Grichuk and him coming in, but the Angels get him here and uh, got a couple, lost a couple of uh, minor leaguers to the Rockies for getting him. 
But I think CJ Crone a big a big time bat for them and a steal for them. Yeah, I, I like CJ Crone quite a bit. Uh, no, I, I like him too, and it's kind of actually funny that they traded for a guy that they they already have, and which is Mike Mustakets. They're kind of around the same player, but. Both of these guys, when they get on, they get on. It's not like, oh, here's a 390-foot. No, when they hit a home run, this thing goes far. And I – but, see, yeah, like you said, C.J. Crone, I believe, might actually be the steal out of this. Uh, it's actually funny because he started his career off with the Los Angeles Angels, so now going back, kind of knows the scenario, the, yep. you know, the fan base – and goes even, from the goes from the Rockies who are done and selling to a contender now. Yeah, and it's it's uh, you know I think it's great for the the Angels that they end up picking this up because he could he could hit. I think he's batting. I, I believe I saw his batting average. I think he's batting like maybe two seventy almost. Uh, yeah, he doesn't games. play a lot against lefties, but. That's okay. Yeah. And then they also got Gritrick. Don't forget about Gritrick. Yeah, which is actually that that's this is actually funny that Gritrick is going back because believe this or not, he was actually the first he was actually the pick before the Angels got Mike Trout. They were the back to back picks for the Los Angeles Angels uh that year. They they drafted Gritrick and right after they took the pick of Mike Trout. So wow. Said, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So yeah, he can be an impact bat as well. He can he has his struggles though. Richard is historically pretty up and down. When he's going good, he can help you out big time. But when he's going bad, he's a he's a real detriment for you know, he's just a basically a strikeout machine when it's going bad. So, you know, that's an up or down, but if you get him get him hot, definitely worth it. And uh, there's definitely a lot worse players than Randall Gritchick to bring into your system. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's what I've got so far. Um, I'm thinking there's going to be some more today. I don't see why not. Maybe tomorrow and hopefully tomorrow there will be too. I'm I'm again, assuming. And the deadline is tomorrow at six. So would you be available Jordan G once again tomorrow afternoon around the same time. I will be I will be available. I would love to talk about all these moves that happen that are happening. Especially, I believe, in my opinion, I am predicting that we're gonna have one crazy deadline that we haven't seen in years. You, yes or no? Do you think Justin Verlander gets traded? I would say if it's they have a deal with a contending team, I believe he will he would waive his trade his his trade clause to go to a contender this year and next. I think the Mets would have to pay for it pay for it just like they did with the Scherzer one again though. But yeah, that's because thirty. 34 million, I believe. You got to at least give that to uh, 
you got to give that to the, the club. <laughs> right. All right, so Verlander, if he goes back to Houston, that's crazy. And uh, then, you know, Houston is also loading up. So, like you said, the Yankees are not, uh, probably standing pat or selling off some things. And – or most likely – see, the thing is, I also – as much as I'm frustrated with with what I'm believing they're going to be doing now, which is not going for it and not buying, I I'm also thinking they're probably not going to sell though because they don't do that really, and I they know how that looks if you sell. So I think more than anything they'll do a trade or two that are real minor, nothing major at all, and that'll be it, and uh, that'll be it for the rest of the year. Yeah, but you know, because I, 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 speaking of the because I know you were saying that you don't think they're going to sell. If they do, I probably see maybe contracts are at the end of this year. I mean, this is the second time I'm at, I'm actually hearing about it. The first time was during the off season, but I heard the Yankees and Miami were talking uh, maybe for Glaber Torres. This is the second time that I'm actually hearing about it and i heard yeah last year wasn't it wasn't it um they had a deal for torres for pablo lopez from uh, miami last year and they thought that that was like a done deal and then at the last second miami pulled it back yes and yeah like i i believe that's what it was but i don't i think it's because they wanted somebody else i can't remember on the top of my head who it was well but yeah, now so yeah, and now you're going back to full circle. From what I'm hearing, there's strong interest between the two teams to get Taurus to Miami. But you know, we'll have to we'll have to see see if it actually happens. Yes, yes, definitely. I could see that happening. Um, their whole bullpen is basically free agents at the end of this year. We'll see who they bring back. That's another option. They can trade off some bullpen pieces. Um, and, you know, if, if they sell a little bit, again, I don't think it'll be a full-scale sell because they know how their, their fans are and their fans lose their minds if they completely sell. But I could see them, you know, making a couple small deals, maybe trade off one guy, and then uh, just going, you know, playing the string out here. Just kind of a shame, but what are you going to do? You're only three and a half out. You know, they should be really trying to go for the gusto, but I got a feeling they're not. But we'll see. Again, we could be wrong. I said that last segment. We definitely could be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You you never know. Anything could happen within the next 24, 48 hours. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Okay. All right. So that was our Monday trade deadline show. And we're going to give you a show, another one tomorrow uh, as we're approaching the deadline itself. If anything crazy happens after the show tomorrow, I'll jump on and do a second one. Just me, just to go over it real quick. But uh, we're going to have most of them done by the time we're done with our podcast tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, once that's done, We'll have probably a couple hours left before the deadline's actually up. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again after that. But I will uh, talk to you tomorrow, Jordan. All right. Sounds good. Can't wait to come back for another day.
Absolutely. That's Jordan the Unicorn. I'll be right back with a close. There you have it. That's a lot of good stuff there from Jordan the Unicorn. And I were able to get some uh, stuff on the Yankees off our chest a little bit, some concerns we have. And then, of course, all the trades that already went down and some uh, looking ahead for the next day or two for what other trades might happen, what other moves might happen in all of baseball. Anyway, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you join me over on Perks Recap on YouTube for some music reactions. Just put up a uh, Bob Dylan and Grateful Dead song and going to be hitting some moody blues after that. Hopefully you join me over there for that as well. Hopefully you're enjoying this. Until next time, I will see you later.